So, Tim, we are now six episodes into our current season, and uh, I feel as though we've covered one heck of a lot of ground in that time uh, with just multiple uh, like spin-offs and threads that we want to pick up and pursue and chew through. And, and the real question is, how do we do that in such a way that allows us to really unlock all the value of those conversations? Um, how can we squeeze it into all our available time? How we, can we position it in such a way that it makes like maximum sense, I think, for our listeners as they track with us and our thinking? Um, like, what is what is our best direction moving on through this season? And so that's really the point of our, of our episode tonight is to talk a little bit about, um, we're going to take a short pause in this season from the content we've been covering so far and introduce something slightly different for the next, well, this week and the, and the next four weeks after that. Um, and so during that pause, we are going to just consolidate where we've been and just uh, chat some more, make some more notes and queue up uh, the rest of the season kind of heading out of this. Um, it's not really a segue. It sounds all mysterious. We'll get to it now um, in terms of detail of what it is. But yeah, it's it's going to be great, I think, to just take stock of where we've been so far and what we feel we have, have, have really kind of got into. And if there's anything else we want to pick up on again or take off at a slightly different angle, um, and then start to just queue up some some further meaty conversations that uh, continually just move us forward in this I mean this really gigantic conversation for me around relational spirituality and uncovering what that can really be and what it can look like at a very practical level um, within an individual between individuals and obviously what does that mean to 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 be present to a relational spiritually spirituality between our ourselves and God um, and so I'm looking forward to it feels like a little bit of a holiday although it won't be a little bit of a break from uh, from our, co our current recording schedule um, and and yet today we're just going to queue up an intro for the next uh, for the next four episodes so the purpose of this um, of this episode that we're chatting through tonight is to just introduce our following four episodes, which are going to be our own experiences uh, to each. Well, we're going to focus in on two episodes each, but really sort of a key experience each. And uh, we, we did something well different for us that we haven't done before, which was we recorded an initial conversation um, for you know focusing on either my or Tim's experience in a, in an evening recording. And we sort of, yeah, I, I feel like we, we really tried to plumb the depths together of what it was and, and ask each other really good questions. Um, and then we did a follow-up, kind of a debrief to just look back over that conversation the next morning. Mm -hmm. And those can be really, really helpful practices um, to look back through experiences and to pick up on something that has emerged for you later on as the listener, you know, overnight and you've just, something's been bugging you and you think, oh, I really want to ask about that or perhaps I, I missed something. Um, and also for the person speaking about the experience, it was really just a lot of fun to be able to sit with that a bit longer and go, mm -hmm. you know, I said this, but I, I wonder if you really caught what I meant um, and I wonder if I really meant how I positioned that and we need to have a, a slightly different try or whatever. And so we did these two back-to-back, -back, um, two for myself and then two for Tim, these conversations. 
And essentially, we tried to look at, or we did look at, the the questions that we've asked many of our guests Mm. um, previously, which is to tell us about an early, early experience with God. Mm. Um, And, you know, I've had a couple of people ask me, when when are we going to talk about our experiences, essentially put ourselves under the knife, Mm. <laughs> we're in front of the firing squad for the same questions that we've asked our guests and i thought for a while yeah that would be you know that would be interesting and that would be fun to do um but i've i've often felt my interest is in more in more is in actually unpacking guests experiences I'm, I'm interested in hearing other people's experiences and so mm. It's, it's sort of sat a little bit on the back burner. And, and I know you were also asked by some people, you know, when, when are we going to hear your, you know, your answers to these questions as well. And I think as we started to prepare for this season, it started to take on um, a sense of priority for us. Um, and so I guess it's, it's quite important that we position that well, both for ourselves and, and for our listeners in terms of, you know, why did we, why did we go to this um, mm to this length to record our own experiences for you to listen to um, as the listener. And I, I don't know if you want to take a first sort of stab at that. Otherwise I'll, uh, I'll just carry on, Tim. Sure. But um, that's essentially what, uh, what we're going to just chat through today in this episode is just cue you up for the fact that we're taking a short break um, from the content that we have been exploring. So this is a, we're introducing a new stream here into the season, but I feel that it, it flows very beautifully and concurrently mm-hmm. with what we have been doing. Um, and there'll be four episodes following this and after which we'll, we'll move back into a continuation of exploring the content and the conversations we have been doing. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to talk just a little bit about the why uh, in preparation for those. So yeah, do you, are you wanting to jump in? Go for it. Yeah, sure. Well, I think off the top of my head, um, there's two things. The one was I, I really wanted to tie you to a chair, put a spotlight on you and interrogate you on your experience. <laughs> that was <laughs> top of my lips. I wanted to see how much you would squirm at sharing your personal experience, how uncomfortable you'd be, what kind Absolutely. of psychological depths I could mine. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And then I left the country and so you had to do it digitally. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which didn't have the same sense of, you know, tying Bond up on the chair, you know, <laughs> throwing cold water on you, getting the electric sparks going or anything like that. So so I did lose that edge, but but I you know, and so I had to trade that out for empathy and, and deep listening. <laughs> Which I'm grateful for. <laughs> Yeah, you know, to start off with this series, a lot of this stuff gets very abstract very quickly or can feel that way. Uh, When you're working with it and when you see what you're working with, it's very important to then, you know, you start to see the importance of why we're unpacking relational spirituality in the way that we are and, Mm. and, and why we consider it so valuable and so important. You know, as we, you know, I felt that as we asked, guests about this we didn't have the rapport and the history with them to really Mm. be able to go into the depths of their story and to really mine their experiences and we didn't really know them well enough either to ask some direct questions and press and pursue certain avenues you know and that's Mm. that's that's just the nature of meeting our guests and that for the first time um, interacting with them we were enormously privileged by what they shared 
but the how and the what but but what people shared and how they went about sharing what they did varied based on the guests their specialization the experience all that kind of thing but then mm. also between you and i the, the importance of this as a question really emerged over time and grew deeper and deeper as we went through each of the seasons and we have landed at the place of going well what does this question mean to us and some people have asked us that um, mm. i guess as we've shared experiences in the past we've shared experiences more as reporting them or sh or shared singular experiences rather than told the story of our initial experience with god and mm. so between you and i we we really just felt that it would be very important for you and i to take a stab at this as a question to see how deep we could go and what and and to see how we would explore that with each other because i very much feel like this is the way you know the way you and i approach this with each other is the way that i approach hearing other people's stories when they tell it to me and the way I approach yeah. wanting to hear their story and wanting to explore it. And that often takes place within the privacy of a one-on-one -on -one conversation without other people hearing, hearing about it. Mm. I really feel that it's very important when people tell these stories because as they tell the story and as they're present to the experience, they make, they make connections. As they tell the story of that, it builds a picture of what that you know, what their experience with God actually is. And so for mm. a lot of people that have, silence and mystery and faith as the paradigms that they work with they're not working with the rich nuance of relational engagement when it comes to that they're having to fit their experience in under the shadow of faith under the shadow mm. of what we believe uh, under the shadow of what we're supposed to say whereas in this kind of dynamic we get more into more i guess the counseling room the more tell me your mm. story and what do you make of your experience as well as the curiosity of going oh i'm actually really keen to explore that and you know, mm. challenge you and listen to you and draw things out of your experience. And, and to do that with an ear to, and with an eye to having an understanding of God and a felt experience ourselves. And so, so yeah, you know, why are we, mm. why are we taking, why are we doing this now? I, I feel like, I really feel like it's because we've, we've covered some really good ground theoretically, and it's a good opportunity for us just to shift into going, well, what does the starter look like in practice? And then after giving an initial example of, of, of just one of the questions, one of the things we'd be exploring with people when doing spiritual accompaniment with them, <clears throat> you mm. know, we can, we can then after that get into back to the framework as to, as to why we feel relational spirituality differs to formative spirituality and doing church spirituality and why it's really important that this becomes a an expression of spirituality that is established, supported, that grows, that we put on the table, like, how do we actually do this to people? What kind of courses do we facilitate? How do we do mm. this one-on-one? -on -one? And so before getting around to those later on and talking about those, we're actually just, we're just modeling. We're just modeling what does it look like? What, what, what does a spiritual accompany session, a spiritual accompaniment session look like? What is, what is the mm. beginning of it? And for us, this is really, really the beginning of it. It's, it's starting with mm. questions like these, where we explore that initial phase. You know, we, this, this question involved from what was your earliest experience to God to really what was the first phase of your experience or journey with God? You know, mm. um, so, and that, that evolved and it looks very different for you and I. So this is, this is an example of just some of the diversity that goes into a single person's experience as well as the diversity that then when you minute you include another person the kind of like mm. the diversity just becomes exponential you know mm. so um mm. 
initially that's that's my initial thoughts is is that we're um we're we're wanting to model this kind of thing in the context of we're wanting to model what it looks like to 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 be exploring spirituality from a relational point of view rather than a from from a faith point of view or from a theological mm. point of view or from the position of 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 preaching or you know the mm, position mm. of of engaging scripture first what does it look like when we're exploring spirituality from the point of view of what people's relational engagements with god looks like in the context of their life and what yeah. meaning does that carry through their life as it carries on uh, you know what meaning yeah. and and value what shaping role does it play in people's life and how does it continue to play that role in their life yeah um, so can i kick it back to you there uh, yeah yeah please jeep as you cover a huge amount of ground there which is uh, which is really really helpful that's i, I want to come back to that. one of so <laughs> yeah yeah so that's the first <laughs> um now I want to come back to one of the first things that you talked about because I mm. think I think there's more that we can say there mm. um which is which is really really key for me in terms of the why of this mm. and I think it has a couple of threads I'll I'll try and pull that together succinctly mm. um it's the idea of the trust that mm. needs to be found I can say that better can I? <laughs> <laughs> the importance of trust in relationships, mm. for there to be depth and intimacy, for there to be, for it to be fertile ground for self-revelation. I, I, look, I think those things can happen regardless of trust, mm. but I think it takes an exceptionally healthy, stable, strong individual to do those kinds of things without mm. trust, right? Mm. Um, but where there is a history of trust and a, there's a, it's a high trust atmosphere, I think the relational uh, relationships and the elements of relationships flourish. Mm. And that for me is quite key in terms of what you're saying around that we felt that we could push each other, you know, that we could ask some of these questions, that we could really dig and dig and dig. And we became just more and more aware, as you say, it's just a natural part of the of the format in which we interact with guests, or just, you know, just just the way that it's set up is often we're meeting people for the first time, you know, within five minutes, then we're recording. Um, and it can be people from anywhere in the world. And so to jump right sort of smack on deep into, you know, tell us some of the deepest things that you've ever felt and experienced <laughs> is, is it's, it's naturally a very difficult space to go to. And so that has, that has nothing to do with you or me necessarily, or any of our guests so much as I think it's just a very human thing. Mm. And we became aware of that and equally aware that we have built a stronger and stronger connection relationship mm. over time in which mm. trust does, I think, really flourish. And mm. so we realized the possibilities for that to really be able to push and prod and go further. Mm. Um, and, and I think it, it, I think for me, it's kind of, it borders on disrespectful to try and push somebody who you've met for the first time mm. to try and push them to go too deep into themselves and to reveal too much of themselves if they're either whatever unwilling 
or uncertain or unable or whatever it might be. And again, like that's not a specific comment on on any person that we've had conversations with so much as it is, I think it's something that I hold to very dearly, that I'm willing to go with people where they're willing to go. And I'm very sensitive to the fact of not grabbing them by the hand and saying, right, mm. we're going down this uh, neurological trail. We're going to explore this memory or this thing, or you must tell me more about that or whatever. And that, so that, that, that's, that's an excellent point. I, I, I feel, I mean, I mean, we did, we, we really felt and cued off how our guests responded when we asked them about it. And so, mm. Yeah, you know, with yeah, some and we it's were their able story. Than others, and it's their story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I think we we were very much aware of that, and I mean the gold mines that we were led through in terms of guest experience, is just I mean it blew me away, mm. Mm. but I'm aware that there were times that I wanted to ask further questions, and I yes. felt no, I, I don't I don't feel the invitation to do that, so I'm not going to go there. I don't feel that that's respectful of somebody who's who's been willing to come on. You know, sometimes it was like an Instagram message or a Facebook message to invite people, and they very generously gave it their time, mm. you know, to just venture into that territory. But you and I have that arrangement. We have that agreement already. We kind of do that personally. And so there was just these preconditions that were really ripe mm. to just push and push. Mm. And I think if I then have to tie that together with what you're talking about, the modeling, mm. I would want to be very careful that in terms of how, what, what we're saying and how it comes across, our purpose to model is not to provide the most excellent view of how this mm. is done and that mm. this is the only way it can be done, et cetera, et cetera, in terms of hearing and telling stories of mm. relational spirituality, engagements, God, et cetera. But what I think we are wanting to model is, is kind of how deeply it can be done, mm. or how in in how much how much layering and texture in 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 how that is done as a dance between two people, where you talk about the accompaniment idea mm. of one person inviting into a story and the other responding by saying, well, could we knock on this door? What do you feel about that? Mm. Um, and so it has it has nothing to do with sort of, you know, well, everything that's come previously was kind of not good enough. And so we had to provide something good enough so mm. much as we had the opportunity to do something in a different way mm. and show just, as you said, you know, with our experiences, we covered a, a couple of different sort of levels um, and, and different manners of experience etc and we thought we must we must go for that because we have the opportunity to go for that Um, and so the modeling is done from the perspective of a deeper relationship that's really what i'm trying to aim at and that that is important and i think also in follow-up for me is that that also similar with that modeling and what you talk about is that there's a real sense for me of having to have some skin in the game because it's it's quite easy to to pontificate theoretically, right, from behind a microphone somewhere in cyberspace. Mm. 
it's something else to go, but I also have a story and I'm willing to put it out there like warts and all and not tidy it up. And, and, you know, you caught me off guard once or twice with some of your questions and, am, and there was some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and there's, and there's some recalibrating sometimes and there's some thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, am I remembering this correctly and how am I presenting it? And did I really mean what I said? Is there a different way to say it, better way to say it, whatever it is. And so, you know, this is not scripted. This is, you know, obviously, you and I have thought somewhat and quite carefully before we actually have the conversation, but it's not meant to be a polished, perfect conversation. This this is what this looks it's like. raw and live. Yeah. 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 But it is also important that it's that because I feel it's, it's really crucial to have skin in the game. Mm. And so well, in the same way that I would battle to go and see a counselor who yeah. I didn't feel had their own skin in the game in terms of getting their own regular debriefing and doing their own internal work. Mm. I would think, you know, who, who does spiritual accompaniment if they're not also willing to put out the fact that they, they also have experiences. There, there's something not just theoretical happening to them. It's not just abstract, distant, mm. academic. Mm. This is born out of real human firsthand experience for us as well. And I think that's really crucial. I think there's an honesty there. And for me, there's a there's a sense of a need to also self-reveal. That sounds a bit strange, actually, but mm. but that's that is what it is. Like well, I would want listeners to be able to hear that and go, okay, you know, I, these guys are willing to show us some of themselves as well. Mm. So not only is there an invitation for us to come and have conversation, but they're also saying, well, you know, this is some of who we are, mm. and we're also sharing that. So there's there's some some stuff in response to what you shared jump back in i i I like that i I just want to comment on something quickly and then Mm. i'd like to ask you two quick questions sure (laughs) um the first is is you know in terms of relational spirituality the first relationship is the relationship that we have with ourselves and our deeper self and Mm. and out of that how do we relate now these these experiences of god tap into that because god is really looking not at our surface level level ego self that we put out there in the world, not the story of, of the me that I tell the world that I am or the me that I'm trying to tell God that I am. God looks deeper mm. than that and wants to draw the the real me, the inner me, the the, mm. the you know, the um the personal the private hidden me out. God wants to grow that. So that's that, that that's that's on one level. And then it's it it's it's that person that God wants to grow up in life to eclipse the the stories that we tell about ourselves so so we start getting handles on the way that god does this from a very young age god is already looking Mm. deeply within us to draw out who we really are who god really sees us as you know rather than the seed that we are or the um the story of who we are shaped by experiences you know god's looking at us as as deeper so that's that's very much a a part of it but then the mm. other thing is, is the reason why that's the case is we get to see when we look at stories like this, that God's self-disclosure is an integral part of relational spirituality. And mm. that our self-disclosure back to God is an integral part of that too. That enables our disclosure to each other and in that a discovery of who God really is as well. So I think these kind of storytellings really start modeling those dynamics that we can talk about that might sound like they're quite abstract. But this shows what it's like. This demonstrates it. So, mm. so, so I really, I really get the sense of that, you know, from mm. this kind of storytelling and interacting, you know. Mm. But, but the questions I really want to ask you now is how mm. do you feel about having told your story, 
and are mm. you still okay putting your story out there? You mean after I've just bragged about having skin yes. in the game? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it's a... Look, on the one hand, the joy of the internet is that it is so incredibly anonymous. And, and by that, I don't mean that, you know, I, I go out there under some pseudonym to, to release, you know, my, my own thoughts. What I mean is that it's so abstract in a way that the digital listeners are, are somewhat unreal until they actually show up as a very immediate digital presence or they show up physically in real life mm -hmm. for me. And so it, it is a little bit like just kind of shouting out into the abyss somewhat. Mm -hmm. And so there's a little bit of a, of a, of a shielding there in a way. And so that's a little bit easier to just kind of go ahead and go, well, <laughs> maybe no one will ever listen to it. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a part of it. So, there's that, but there's, but then there is a real sense of vulnerability and a wondering, you know, how, how am I going to be received? And it would be, it would really suck to have, I don't know, some mm. dude on Twitter tell me that I'm a weirdo <laughs> for what I've had to say. Um, and perhaps it, it would be more meaningful to have that come from somebody that I know actually, and, and I'm sort of really properly connected with. So oh, there if, is a if, sense if, of if, if I if I tweeted that about you, you wouldn't take me seriously. So it would have to be someone else, right? <laughs> well, you know, and as I think about it now, I'm not on Twitter, so who the hell cares? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, but no, my point is that uh, to some to some level, what I'm trying to say, there's a balance between it. Kind of it, it mm. yeah, it's fine, it's no problem. Mm. And on the other hand, yeah, that that's I'm telling people some really deep, intimate things about myself. And, and it does feel a little, there is a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of, mm. um, I wouldn't want to take it back. I have a sense, and this might sound a bit arrogant, which is, which is not my intention, but I do have a sense that I'm participating in something really important. Mm. And that it's important for me to own my own story. And it's important for me to be okay to speak of my own story mm. and that this may be one of the formats in which I do that. And that's okay. Mm. And that is perhaps even a, a good thing. And for that reason, it's something that I'm happy to have out there, but it doesn't come without its butterflies <laughs> and slight insecurities around do I really want to just open myself up quite deeply to just, you know, a general anonymous internet public? Mm. But I do feel that that is integral to relationships. That is important that not necessarily that what I'm doing in this exact thing of talking into the void is a relational interaction necessarily, but for me, it is a product of being a, of, of being integrally connected with my own relational being that's what i am and so that is what i must do i must be willing to reveal myself that's part of what it means to be a stable relational being i think and so there's a number of sort of threads there so yeah a little bit uncertain and a little bit insecure 
but also a sense of being okay and happy mm. with that as a very bad summary. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, 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 you might consider it a <laughs> bad you? summary, but I think it's a good, <laughs> honest answer. <laughs> well, it's my attempt. Yeah, I would always want to be honest. Uh, that is something I aim for. Mm. Um, how about you? What do you think? Sure. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been a while since you and I recorded this. It was a couple of months ago. Um, in starting to listen through them and edit them, I, I found it really hard listening to my story and editing mm. it. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it was a different experience because in the, in the past I've told stories, but I hadn't, I haven't really told the story of that process for me, really. I hadn't really put it in that context mm. and, and really shared that. So, so having shared that live with you and just being present to it and, um, you know, it's, there's a lot of vulnerable backstory there, you know, so how mm. do I feel about that? Well, I, I'm mm. aware that sharing some of backstory, um, has the potential to change the way people see me and feel mm. about me. And that mm. feels, that feels quite, uh, I don't have the words for that. It, it feel, I have feelings about that. <laughs> I don't, I don't necessarily have the words sure. for those feelings. Um, but I think like you, I'm, I'm, I feel like this is very important to, to, to model. It's very important to share this kind of thing, to show what it's like. And that begins with you and me. Um, hmm. and that's an easier way of saying that for me, it also feels like it begins with me, you know, um, to put hmm. myself on the front line, to step out there and to go, here's my story. Um, you know, so, so I feel. I feel like it was very interesting having done it live because mm -hmm. there were connections that I made in, in prepping for that and telling the story that I actually hadn't made before, you know? Um, mm. so, so it was very much a live experience and I feel like it was really good for me to have told my story to you and very good mm. to have told you in the, in the context of, of someone that I trust, who can listen and help me sure. process some of that. But it, it wasn't telling the story of life and trying to figure out where God was. It was telling the story of how I've experienced God in the context of my life. And I think that's where um, it's been good to model what it's like to speak about relational spirituality and self-disclosure engagement with God over mm. rather than resting with silence and mystery and trying to figure out what God might be saying without mm. actually hearing from God. So, so I think there's a lot of stuff that just comes together in the telling of the story, you know, for mm. me, that is really good. Mm. That, that really just establishes and, and says to me that us putting forward relational spirituality is a really important work. And I want to give my life to doing this really. Mm. Um, you know, am I still okay putting my story out there? Uh, yes, for now. <laughs> but but I say that with some apprehension in terms of how am I going to experience people responding? I don't I don't know mm. how people can respond mm. to my story. I, I I don't know. That's the unknown bit. But I'm I'm happy. <laughs> Sorry, having told my story. And <clears throat> and in letting it be out there in the wild. Mm. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, there's something there that you mentioned that I just feel is is worth picking up on is you talk about um, kind of some of the the connections that you make in the retelling, but also in 
I think this is part of what you're saying, unless I'm just jumping to something here, but there's something about experiencing somebody else experience your story mm. and hearing their response, what they hear you saying, um, some of the questions that they ask that that I think takes an initial raw experience a few steps further sometimes. Yes. I, I don't know if you, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the things that I find incredibly attractive, specifically about spiritual accompaniment as a practice, mm-hmm. um, but also the idea of what real deep relational spirituality can be mm-hmm. is that I think often we exist as human beings with a lot of just raw data at the experiential level. And, you know, I know from sort of, you know, my, my work within therapy and my experience of this with other people, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my own experience and my experience of their experience, if I get technical, <laughs> of just how important it is for us as human beings to, to process the raw mm-hmm. data of our experiences, mm-hmm. sometimes because we misprocess um sometimes yeah, there's this wonderful saying i think it's from uh, gabor mate if i get his name right he's a, he's a great trauma expert and he talks about um why kids are traumatized from their experiences mm. it's not because they had experiences but because they don't have a frame of reference mm. to process that experience and so they end up with badly processed experience and it leaves them with a deep trauma over time because they are they're, they're unable to really get a healthy handle on, you know, why did something happen within my family? And often kids will go, oh, it must be my fault. Mm-hmm. And if you reprocess that, it really helps you to sort of move through that. And, and I think, you know, in, in, in one sense, spiritual accompaniment can really do that. And you can, yeah. you can look at something, oh, I always felt that it was this and perhaps it's now that. And it's not only that, there's, there's obviously, there's the really positive spirit, positive, um, element of 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 our spirituality and what happens and reaffirming things and saying no that that is actually it and and it takes me a step further and it connects me with this other memory and Mm -hmm. and we build sort of processing bridges and schematics as we move through our experiences for a second or third time but we don't necessarily always do that just by telling the story you know and i think of like a church practice like a testimony I think there's something in the practice of doing it relationally Mm. where there is interaction, immediate interaction, deep interaction back and forth in a trust environment with another human being or human beings. You know, you've spoken before about the key relationship courses. Mm. I think that really helps us unlock Mm. further elements and nuances and threads and insights out of our raw experience. That really excites me about engaging in spiritual accompaniment because I think I can think of just many, many people who I feel have shared with me some real raw data spiritual experience. Mm. And I and I just crave wanting to go deeper with them mm. uh, to know more for myself and, and to discover with them whether they've processed that. You know, whether I'm right, whether it's raw data or whether they have in fact processed it and I haven't listened very well. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really important. Yeah. You, you mm. know, the big thing for me is, is I thrive on these kinds of conversations. I, mm. I love having them. I have them quite regularly. 
but I'd love to be having more of them with people. <laughs> mm. um, and, and I, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure I can speak for you as being the same. <laughs> yeah, you know, very so, much so. Yeah, and so, so, so in many ways, this, this, these kind of conversations are actually a big part of of what I find myself doing on a on a weekly basis. You know, is, mm. is, is, is meeting people and hearing hearing them tell these stories. And for the most part, people don't get to tell these stories. They yeah. don't get to be listened to. They don't get to explore these things and unpack them. In relational spirituality, what we what we're doing is 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 creating an enabling frameworks and enabling processes for people to do this, so that we're not just responding to spirituality as a crisis of faith and meaning, but we're actually mm. accompanying it, looking to grow and nurture the relationship that people are already having with God. Yeah. In some cases, people don't have any of these experiences. The only relational experiences that they have is actually with religion or with the idea of God. Mm. Now, now there's different processes to help people uncover those and get to there. And that's that's you know you mentioned the the key relationships course. That's that's mm. that's a course that actually enables people to do that. Um, but 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 for this context, what what we really are able to do is give a rich. You know, is is it fair for me to say to provide two rich examples, to provide two well explored examples? I, I, I don't yeah, know hopefully. what the word is. Yeah. Here. You know, hope, hope, yeah, yeah. Hope, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I think these are yeah. two rich stories and they're two well told and two well explored stories of 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 the first season or the first phase of experiencing God and, and arriving at a place of going, OK, well, we can take it from here and um, you know, I, I, I honestly felt so privileged hearing your story and I'd heard bits of it before, but to hear the, the, the telling of that first phase like that, it just, it, it just provided so much more depth and meaning. Um, Thank it really you. expanded my sense of you, the richness of your experiences, God, your, your life experience even. And, mm. you know, it gave me a different relational experience on you, but it also gave me such a different window on God and and hmm. ways in which i can grow and perhaps go about experiencing god you know and so it takes it out of the language of gifts it takes it out of the language of providing a testimony or a sales pitch <laughs> you know mm. all of that kind of stuff and it just gets real in the sense of like steve who are you what did you really experience you mm. know i mean that's that's just what a phenomenal gift you know i mm. i really think there's a lot of value to this mm. Thank you. And I would say absolutely likewise. Um, and, and, and I think I would also claim that with you, uh, rich experience. Um, I'm really hoping that the listeners will get a lot out of, uh, out of these episodes where we talk through our own. Um, but part of my confidence in claiming that is, I, is I think any genuine experience with God is a rich experience to explore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I, think, I think sometimes what's held up is either that there is one way to have an experience and that's well, either not to have it <laughs> or it has to be some, some great like rational, you know, Bible reading moment or something like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it, there's either a very clear mold about what it means. And if you're not in that, then it sucks to be you. Mm. Um, or as you say, it's, it's not taken seriously. But I think people will often also just downgrade their experience because sometimes the mold is, well, what you need to have done is have a heart attack and somebody chopped one of your legs off and your whole family died and there was an earthquake and the aliens invaded. And like, if you don't have all of that stuff, 
And then in the space of three seconds, your legs grew back, the aliens were defeated, mm. your family came back to life, like all that stuff. Mm. Then people just go, oh, no, well, that's like, there's nothing there. But any genuine encounter, in fact, I would go through all three spheres, any genuine encounter with yourself, with another human being, with God, is exceptional. Mm. It's a beautiful, amazing thing. And there is, I think, I believe, layers and layers mm. of meaning and texture to that mm. that can be unpacked and understood and explored and integrated mm. into yourself and your relating to self, others, and God. Yeah. And so I would say, I think we've been, I would agree, I think we've both been really privileged. I've been really privileged to hear your story mm. and to unpack that with you. Yeah. Um, and, and one of those key, just that real like key cornerstones there is just how genuine that is and how you speak of it mm. and how you share of it and just how, how much meaning that that has for you and, and what you've what you've been through and what you've hoped for and what you look for into the future and who where you are now so many things that I, that I can't do justice to now in a you know in a, in a short summary you did it far better than I did um, <laughs> but 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 there's exceptional meaning to our experiences and I guess I say that just by way of encouragement that mm. you know sometimes I've had people say oh, well, you don't want to hear my experience because <laughs> it's like there's nothing to it I would say, oh, you're wrong. I do. I really, really want to hear it. I want to know what it was. I, I want to, if you are willing, I want to like really dive down deep and, and plumb the depths of that with you. I want to know how you felt and what you thought and what you fear and what you hope and, mm -hmm. um, you know, what you doubted and what you believed and, and tell me everything out of that. And then I'll ask even more questions <laughs> and, and, and we'll go as far as we can because it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, look, I, I think what this does is it evidences, it evidences the degree to which God's self-disclosure is a present and ongoing reality. It's vitally mm. important, and yet there's hardly, there's hardly any environments where, where this is a part of, of what people are, are actually putting on the table and exploring for themselves or with other people. And so, so I think that this becomes quite a phenomenal building block to to basically go to basically recognize that what we what we wanting to put out there with relational spirituality is how the the individual one-on-one -on -one relationship with god and and them seeking to grow and nurture a reciprocal relationship as a self-disclosing person in relation to themselves in terms of discovery mm. but as people in relation to other people and as people in relation to god can become the foundation um, and provide an alternative to the, to the ways in which we're currently doing it. And, and I think to this, we, we, we can add the practice of the presence of God so that it's not just a retrospective, it's also a, a, a present thing that we're sharing in, making new stories together. One of the phenomenal things about hearing the stories of others is it grows my scope, grows my mm. understanding it sets benchmarks for what it's what it looks like for others to experience God, and therefore it opens up the opportunity for me to look for those similar kinds of experiences, not to repeat their mm. experiences per se, but to set the standard for what it's like to meet with God and to go. Mm. If that's possible for you, Steve, well, it could be possible for me, or does mm. God only care about you? Wait, mm. hang on, that opens up the question. 
do I care about God? Do I want that? Does mm. God potentially care about me? Does God want those kind of experiences with me? You know, et cetera, mm. et cetera. I think, I think this starts linking us to relational engagement with God rather than contemplation as reading the stories of others and thinking about what those stories might mean for my life is, is mm. a different kind of spirituality to me going, I'm looking to meet with this God that draws near in person not just to speak and act in some kind of big historical way, but in a way that goes, Steve, I see you. I want to draw near to you. I want to build trust with you. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm inviting you to a deeper relationship with me. And I think, mm. I think in, in these stories, we start presenting our early grappling of it. And what was great here is, is we very much stayed within um, being present to what our experience was then rather than just abstracting to a you know well what meaning did we have of it well yes the meaning i drew from it you know so mm. so the telling of it is slightly different because we became we became very present to our experience as we were having it and processed it quite live and and mm. it's just an example of how any rich experience that we have very much stays live to us in our life and our experiences with God are such rich experiences that that mm. that that we're actually still quite present to at any point, and they echo within us. We just need to give time to them, and we give time to mm. them by hearing the story for ourselves as we tell the story to other people. Um, and I think I, I personally think God gets excited. I, I I don't know about you, when I tell stories about adventures that I have with people, I want to go on adventures with them. <laughs> when, when mm. I hear people telling mm. stories about them enjoying me, <laughs> I, mm. I, it, it motivates me to want to spend time with them. You know that kind of thing. So, so mm. I think it's I think it's same. It's the same for God. It's a relational being who actually has relational needs, who also needs to build trust with us, who does trust by approaching us slowly, as though we wild, unsane people within the tapestry of our lives. And so, yeah, hearing your story is a tremendous privilege, and I. I, I'm looking forward to what people say about it. <laughs> you know. Um, Likewise. Yeah. Well, you've introduced some <laughs> some fascinating concepts, even there, kind of as I as I said, we kind of draw to a close. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to introduce so, anything to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, but that's definitely something we need to pick up on as well. Those are those are fascinating statements to 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 leave at the end. So I'm certain we will. Yeah, so I hope it's a really enjoyable listen for the for our listenership. Um, I, I hope it's meaningful more than just enjoyable. Um, I hope it does all sorts of things, but one of them would be, you know, we'd love to hear from you as well. I'd love to know your experiences. We love to jump on calls with, mm -hmm. with people and explore um, when and whenever, wherever we can. Mm -hmm. um, and, and hopefully it'll be an interesting addition a new thread to this season mm. that you can pick up on and we really look forward to to carrying on with with the line of thinking and exploring of the conversations that we've, we've been doing up until now when uh, when these next four episodes have run their course so yeah again i would just say thank you so much for listening and being a part of this journey we're yeah we're really excited this is uh, this is this is quite something of an adventure to go on and thank you so much for being a part of that. I'll I'll, I'll totally echo that. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hope you enjoy cool. our stories. I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> um, 
but uh, I, I'm hoping that by throwing our stories out, we're going to have the privilege ourselves of being able to hear a lot more stories from other people. So I'm, mm. I'm excited about that. Mm.